Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lawmaster Program. The AVB's predictions regarding the coming of the Lord God are fulfilled in the man, Tommy L. Hart. This is big, big news. The Bible's Lord God has come as predicted. But not only has the Lord God come, he has also come forward and revealed himself. He has told the people his name in compliance with Psalm 94, 1 and John 7, 4. Having performed the works that the Bible ascribes to God, the man Tommy L. Hart fills the bill for God. It is reported by those who know him best. He has done all things well. Let's hear from the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. Well, I have a lot of information to uh, give you at this time, so I get right into it. Uh, Jeremiah 42, verse 6. Now, keep this in mind. The uh, we're still focusing on the law of silence, the two-part law of silence, uh, and uh, we'll focus also on the remedy. What is, what is this remedy? Uh, we've already looked at uh, the reason for the law of silence, part one. We've seen that, uh, and it's clear. Uh, something must be done. Is there a remedy? If so, what is that remedy? And what is this law of righteousness? Now, keep this in mind, too. Jeremiah 42, verse 6. It's a statement coming from the uh, covenant, Lord, all caps, and his people, uh, the Gentiles, alias white people, uh, they have said these words. The people, the Gentiles have said these words. Whether it be good or whether it be evil, we will obey the voice of the Lord, all caps, our God, that it may be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord, all caps, our God. I put in the all caps uh, to distinguish between Lord all caps and the Lord God. Okay? And you should be familiar with that, those who follow this program. Uh, you should be familiar with it. Now, that's a statement of the, of the covenant, coming from the covenant, made between Lord all caps, and his people, the Gentiles. The Gentiles have said whatsoever, in other words, whatsoever Lord all caps their God has said, whether it be good or whether it be evil, they will obey the voice of the Lord their God. Powerful statement. Now, Exodus 18, verse 20 says, Thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws and shalt show them the way wherein they must walk and the work that they must do. The they, the Gentiles, uh, things that they, the way, the way that uh, wherein they must walk and the work that they must do. Listen to the language. Listen to 
the language, strong language. They must walk. They must do. Then there's this the statement, Acts 26, verse 23, show light to the people and to the Gentiles. And then the statement, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27, which withhold not good from them to whom it is due. Okay. So remember the word coming from the covenant. And uh, I am, I have been pointing out ordinances and laws, okay? Uh, two laws here in particular, uh, parts one and two of uh, the law of silence. And there's this law, which I'll speak on uh, shortly, the law of righteousness. And uh, keep this in mind. What is the alternative? What is the alternative? And uh, what is or is there a remedy? And if so, what is it? Okay. Now, I go to this page here. Uh, listen to this. Daniel 11, verse 36 says, That that is determined shall be done. Uh, remember the statement I just read? Show them the work that they must, show them the way wherein they must walk and the work that they must do. Now we have this statement, that that is determined shall be done. So then the question arises, what is that which has been determined? Well, I've, al I've already been speaking on that which has already been determined. I've been speaking on the law of silence. That's already been determined uh, for the people. And the people have, have said this, First uh, Corinthians 11.31, if we judge ourselves, we should not be judged. The Gentiles have judged themselves, okay, They've judged themselves. And uh, we're looking at things that have been decided. Okay. That that shall be done. That shall that, that is determined shall be done. What has been determined, what has been decided. Okay. Part one of the law of silence that has already been determined. The Gentiles are to uh, observe silence. Or, what comes after this or? Okay. And uh, part two of the law of silence, uh, it has already been determined that uh, the Lord God uh, is not under the law of silence, part one. Okay. But he is uh, to speak. He is to speak. The Lord God, capital L, lowercase O-R-D, God, is to speak. He's not to hold his peace. All right? That's already been determined. That that, that, that is determined shall be done. They have The Gentiles have judged themselves. Now, listen, they say these things here. The they, the Gentiles, these things. They are acknowledging uh, 
these things here. Listen, 1 Corinthians 8, verse 1. We all have knowledge. That's an, that is an admission. We all have knowledge. They are saying just what it just what it says. They all have knowledge of what? They have knowledge of these things that I that I am bringing forth. I'm just going to let it stay like they put it. They say, "quote We all have knowledge." End quote. They also say this, John 19 verse 7. We have a law. Okay, and I've been told, um, find then a law. What have I done? I have found the two-part law of silence. But I've found another law, okay? Uh, So the Gentiles have knowledge. They've judged themselves. They say they all have knowledge. They admit to having a law, which I have identified and brought forth. They say in Mark, no, in Matthew chapter 23, verse 23, uh, the law is a weighty matter. They have a law. They, they have knowledge. The law is a weighty matter. Remember the statement in uh, Matthew 23, 23, saying uh, the weightier matters of the law, and it goes on. Then they say, the Gentiles say, Isaiah 33, verse 22, they say, the Lord, all caps, is our lawgiver. The Lord is our lawgiver. And that Lord is written in uh, using all capital letters. So that's Lord all caps. They admit that. Okay? Admitting these things of uh, that that uh, is determined, shall be done. Uh, that's a decision. They've judged themselves. They admit to having knowledge, to having the law. To uh, that the law is a weighty matter, uh, and that Lord all caps is their lawgiver. Then in First Corinthians chapter fifteen verse fifty one, they say we shall all be changed. Look at that. That's that's important. It's pertinent here uh, to to uh, my, my subject. Uh, is pertinent to the law. Uh, we shall all be changed. And uh, what change are they talking about? There's a commandment, that's a commandment that says, repent and be ye converted. Repent and be converted. So it's about changing, okay? We shall all be changed. They know that. They have that knowledge. They have the knowledge of the way to matter of the law. They have the knowledge that Lord all caps is their lawgiver. They have the knowledge that they have a law, and they have the knowledge that they have knowledge. <laughs> they are knowledgeable of these things, okay? 
they shall all be changed. And in First uh, Corinthians 15, verse 52, I believe it is, don't have it before me, they say again, we shall be changed. So they are in expectancy. They are expecting to be changed. Now, they say in Matthew verse 3, they say in Matthew chapter 3, verse 15, it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And that righteousness is somewhat spelled out. I'll get to that. Deuteronomy 29, verse 29. Listen, they say these words, quote, we may do all the words of this law, end quote. Okay, they admit to having a law, John 19, verse 7, and here at Deuteronomy 29, verse 29, they say, we may do all the words of this law. Legal language, may, means shall. We shall do all the words of this law, but let's let, leave it alone, and let's just go by what's written. We may do. We may do all the words of this law. And I take that all the words that are applicable to themselves, okay? They state in 1 Timothy 1, chapter 1, verse 8, they say, we know that the law is good, okay? They have knowledge. They, uh, they admit to having a law. They admit that Lord all caps is their law, their lawgiver. Um, they say they may do all the words of this law, and we know that uh, part one of the law of silence is to the Gentiles. Part two of the law of silence is to uh, the Lord God, who is found to be the man Tommy of heart. But I pose this question here. Is part one of the law of silence to only the Gentiles? Great question. Is part one of the law of silence only to the Gentiles? I read the statement. No. First Timothy one eight, I read it. We know that the law is good. Uh Romans seven verse sixteen, uh it is written. I consent to the law that it is good. Um, and uh, we know why the law is good because of the reasons that have been given heretofore. Okay? We know the reason for the law. We know the purpose of the law with respect to part one of the law of silence. Yeah. Let me read this one again because these things are tied together. Jeremiah 42, verse 6, and they say, uh, we not only know that the law is good, uh, but that uh, whether it be good or whether it be evil, we will obey the voice of Lord, all caps, our God. We will obey the voice of the Lord, our God. Listen, strong words, whether it be good or whether it be evil, they are committed, they have committed themselves to uh, to obey the law, whether it be good or whether it be evil. What the Lord, all caps, their God, 
has to say to them. Wow, are committed by their own words, which are recorded here in the AVB slash KJV. Now, let me read this to here. Romans 10 verse 4 says, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. Question, is Christ the end of the law? Is Christ the object of the law? Well, the alternative law of righteousness is given to bring in everlasting righteousness. And we know that Lord all caps in the law, part one, uh, is speaking to the Gentiles, but we know that we know now that he is not only speaking to the Gentiles because he says these words here. He does say, as I've shown before, I speak to you Gentiles. But he says, uh, let, let's see what he says. Uh, and he says in Mark 13, verse 37, and what I say to you, I say to all, watch. Now, let me read those two statements together. I speak to you Gentiles, Lord Allcap says, and he goes on to say, and what I say to you, I say to all, watch. Now, we know he has said the word, those words uh, in part one, the law of silence. Remember them. You can go back and listen to the, to the uh, episodes. We know. We know what he said to the Gentiles. But here he's saying also, and what I say to you, Gentiles, I say to all, watch. So this law, this part one of the law of silence is not only to the Gentiles. Take, for example, America, the United States of America. It's made up of not only Gentiles, but non-Gentiles as well. The same with uh, the UK and other uh, uh, nations of the Gentiles. I know uh, for certain uh, the UK and uh, the United States of America. All right. That all cap says, I speak to you Gentiles, and what I say to you, I say to all. Think about that. The words in part one are the law of silence. So, what all caps is saying, these words are not only to you Gentiles, but the others as well who are in your countries. Did you get that? The others as well who are in your countries. What I say to you Gentiles, I say to all. Watch. And we know what watch means. Wait and see what, com what comes next. You know, be attentive. Be on the lookout. Wait and see what's, what, what, what's coming up, what's coming next, etc. You know what watch means. Watch. Okay? Be attentive. Observant. 
Now, those are very important important facts and things worthy of your remembrance. But, you know, you can always have these things with you. You will always have uh, access to these things because they are, Law Master, they, they are in Lawmaster archives. So you have access to these things, uh, you know, that you can always uh, listen to, go back and listen to, review that from, learn from them. Uh, the information is there. You don't have to look up, um, dig up anything on your own. The information is there in uh, Lawmaster archives. Just hear, just listen. Be attentive as you listen uh, to those things in Lawmaster archives. Uh, be be attentive. Okay, speaks for itself. Now, as far as Christ is the end of the law for righteousness, uh, the law is to the Gentiles and it's to the other people in the nations of the Gentiles. Uh, as well, the law. Uh, the intent of the law. Now, the word end there, E-N-D, brings up also the word intent. The law is intended to be to all people. The intent of the law is that all, okay, all are under the law in the nations of the Gentiles, all, and that the end also, uh, the intent of the law uh, is for righteousness, to bring in everlasting righteousness. But that's not the intent of part one, okay? That's the intent of uh, I call the alternative law. Okay, but let's go back to the part one of the law of silence. Part one of the law of silence is a restrainer. It's a restrainer. It holds back action. It stops act certain activities uh, with respect to the wickedness going on. In the churches, okay. Now, I said earlier that uh, I've called out Christianity, but Christianity is not the only religion being observed uh, here in the United States. It's not the only one. Remember, Lord Alcalf says, "I speak to you, Gentiles, and what I say to you." I say to all, watch. So that's it. It's not just to the Gentiles in the nations of the Gentiles, but it's to all that are in the nations of the Gentiles. I say to you Gentiles, I say to all, watch. And then we have part one of the law of silence. you watching, you see that. That's what comes up. The law of silence. The law of silence is to be observed, uh, if not the alternative, uh, by all the people. 
Let's move on. Listen to these two statements. Acts 5, verse 4, and Acts 4, verse 18. Think about the law of silence. Think about what is uh, said in this particular, in particular here uh, with respect to uh, the Gentiles in their churches. Uh, so-called, you know, those churches called Christian churches. It says in Acts 5, verse 4, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus. And Acts 4, verse 18 says, and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. What does the law, the first part of the law of silence do to the people, do to those in the Christian churches, for example. It puts them to silence. Now, that's another statement that the Gentiles have made. They said, they say these words here. The Lord, all caps, of course, uh, has put us to silence. Lord, all caps, has put us to silence. I'm looking for the reference there. Um, I put it somewhere on here, uh, but anyway, that can easily you can easily look that up. The reference, uh, put it up on you, put it up on your smartphone. I mean, that's not a problem. Uh, yes, uh, they've said that uh, the Lord, our God, has put us to silence. That's what part one does of the law of silence. So these two statements in Acts that I just read, uh, that uh, those uh, Christians are not to speak in the name of Jesus, and they're commanded commanded not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. The law of silence does that. The law of silence does just that. But remember, the law of silence is not just to the Gentiles because Lord all caps has said, I speak to you Gentiles, and what I say to you, I say to all. Watch. Be careful. Pay attention to see what's coming up. These are the things that are coming up. Okay? which leads leads me to this. Let's talk about the church for a moment. Now, you have to keep in mind, you have to be aware, you have to be knowledgeable of the uh, wickedness Lord Allcaps has spoken of that goes on in the churches. Don't forget that, because the question is asked, wherefore then serveth the law? That's the reason for the law. Remember? Uh, uh, let me give the reason for the law again. But let me first do this about the remedy. Is there a remedy when when you consider the reason for the law, of the law, uh, 
the intent of part one of the law of silence. When you think about that, uh, the question, Second Chronicles 36, verse 16. Second Chronicles chapter 36, verse 16 says, Till there was no remedy. That statement can be shortened to these four words without affecting uh, uh, the statement with regard to its meaning. Listen to these four words because they are written there. There was no remedy. With respect to the wickedness uh, spoken of by Lord Allcaps that goes on in the church in the churches. The statement here says uh, there was no remedy, but that proves to be not so. Why do I say that? I say that this witness in Second Chronicles thirty six verse sixteen. This witness is not true. Why? Because I have found a remedy. A remedy is found. The remedy is in the first part of the law of silence. The first part of the law of silence. That's the remedy for the wickedness going on in the churches. That's the remedy. Part one of the law of silence is the remedy for the wickedness going on in the churches. Part one of the law of silence is a restrainer. It holds back the wickedness. Can we say it put it puts the wickedness in check? It's a restrainer, part one of the law of silence. Okay? It's a restrainer. And uh, this statement here in Second Thessalonians chapter two verse six says, "And now ye know what withholdeth." Withhold. Withhold means one of the definitions is to restrain, hold back. All right. So now the statement says to me, "And now ye know what withholdeth." And now ye know what withholdeth. What is that which is to? Uh, hold back wickedness in the church, what is that which is to restrain, uh, which serves as a restrainer against wickedness in the churches? It's part one of the law of silence. Part one. This is a restrainer. Uh, Closely, and I know you can always go back and listen uh, go back to the Lawmaster Archives and hear these things again. I know that. Okay? And I'm, and that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. Now, let's talk about the church. Let's talk about the church. Let me... I'm turning my pages, as you can pro- probably hear. Okay, here we go. About the church. Now, a religious assembly, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 18 says, when ye come together in the church, think about the law of silence, which I've already, you know, brought to you uh, previously, when ye come together in the church. 
1 Corinthians 14, verse 34. Let your women keep silence in the churches. Keep silence means observe the law of silence. Okay? It's different from keep silent, which means be quiet. Keep silence is to observe the law of silence. Okay? Uh, let your women keep silence in the churches. First Corinthians fourteen twenty three. If therefore the whole church be come together into one place, what is being talked about here in these statements? The assembling of the people for religious purposes. That's what's being talked about there in those. Uh, three statements. So then I ask the question, what is the church? When you come come together in the church, let your women keep silence in the churches, if therefore the whole church be come together into one place. What is the church when the Bible says church or churches? Well, this is uh, taken from online, uh, church, a religious service in such, well, we know that the building, you know, uh, like the in the Christian churches, the building is called church. Jews may call their building a, a synagogue and so forth. Then you have a mosque and all like that, okay? Uh, a religious service in such a building, the whole body of Christian believers, Specifies Christian in that statement. Okay? Uh, Christendom is the law of silence, part one, limited to uh, in scope uh, to Christendom. Lord, all caps, remember, has already said, I speak to you Gentiles, and what I say to you, I say to all. Those are easy to understand terms and words. Easy to understand. You know what all means? You know what I speak to you Gentiles mean? And then you know, you know what it means when he goes on to say, and what I say to you, I say to all. All means all. Uh, any division of this body professing the same creed and acknowledging the same ecclesiastical authority a Christian denomination, such uh, like in the uh, Methodist Church. Then this definition, that part of the whole Christian body are of a particular denomination belonging to the same city, country, nation, etc. Then number five here says, a body of Christians worshiping in a particular building or constituting one congregation, as in she is a member of this church. Now, is it just limited to Christians? Number six says, ecclesiastical organization, power, and affairs as distinguished from the state. Six, the Christian faith, as in a return of intellectuals to the church. Seven, the Roman Catholic Church. Eight, the clerical profession or calling as in after much study and contemplation, he was prepared to enter the church. 
Number nine, a place of public worship of a non-Christian religion. Did you get that? Number 10, any non-Christian religious organization or congregation, as in the Jewish church. Did you get numbers, numbers 9 and 10 for a broader view uh, 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 of uh, what church means? A place of public worship of a non-Christian religion and then any non-Christian religious organization or congregation as in the Jewish church. All right? So when the Bible speaks of church, it is not only speaking of the Christian church, okay, because he said, what I say to you, I say to all, watch. And I'm showing you these things. And you should be attentive to these things. Listen. listen. Revelation 3 verse 9. So we have a good understanding of, uh, of what church means. It's not limited to, quote, Christians, end quote. It's not limited to just a Christian church. Okay? Any non-Christian religious organization or congregation. Any, I say again, uh, a place of worship, a place of public worship of a non-Christian religion, any non-Christian religious organization or congregation, as in the Jewish church, or you can say another church, the Muslim church, or whatever. Okay? That's church. The uh, word church or churches in the AVB is inclusive of all those things. And not just the Christian church. Lord Allcaps has said in uh, Psalm 119, quote, I hate every false way. That's what Lord Allcaps says. Okay? And these are the things Lord Allcaps is saying, the things that I'm bringing forth to you, although I've got this uh, church definition from, from online. Okay? Revelation 3 verse 9 says, Behold, Lord Alcaps is doing the talking. I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. Notice that word synagogue of Satan. Say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. What a statement. What a statement. The synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, that do lie, the whole, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, he's, who is he speaking to? I take it he's speaking to the Lord God, who is found to be the man, Tommy L. Hart. He says, I will make them, other, you know, some of God are saying to come and do this, worship at your feet, uh, worship before your feet, and to know that I have loved thee. James 1 verse 26 says this, 
if any man among you seem to be religious, notice the notice uh, notice the language here. If any man, any man among you seem to be religious, he didn't limit it. He did not say if any man among you seem to be a Christian. He said seem to be religious. Okay? And violeth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart. This man's religion is vain. That's a condemnation of religion. The word vain. The word vain, I got this from from online too, uh, dictionary.com. Word vain means worthless, useless, unimportant. Without real significance, value, or importance, and then this word here, baseless. Baseless. That's a strong term there. This man's religion is vain. And then we can shorten that statement to say this and not change the meaning. Man's religion is vain. The, this is the Bible. Okay, this is AVV, AVB slash KJV, Authorized Version Bible, which is the same as the King James Bible or King James Version. Okay? This is Bible. I've been telling you the Bible is against religion, period. What I said earlier, Lord Alcap says, I hate every false way. And then he gave a description early on, you know, three or four broadcasts uh, before, uh, where he described things going on in the churches. And he uses the phrase, in the church, in the churches. If any man among you, any man, not just a Christian man, or not just a Gentile, not just a black person, any man, it could be a Muslim man. It could be a Jewish man, which the Bible says he's lying. If he says he's a Jew, he's lying. That uh, I just read the scripture moments ago. Okay. Uh, yeah, the word vain there is a strong word. Let me read that statement again. If any man among you seemeth uh, seem to be religious, if he just seems to be religious, and violeth not his tongue, because what? Part one of the law of silence calls for one to what? Bridle his tongue and keep his mouth shut uh, if he goes to a religious place, a church or whatever, synagogue, mosque, or what? It tells him to keep his mouth shut in the nations of the Gentiles. Okay, the Gentiles do not have any authority of, uh, over what goes on in, uh, say, uh, North Korea. Okay, they don't have any authority over there. So these things are to the Gentiles and other people in the nations of the Gentiles. Okay, now. If any man among you seem to be religious and valueth not his tongue, 
what does part one of the law of silence say? It says, hold your peace when you go to any, uh, with regard to any religious assembling. Hold your peace. When you go to any church, when you go to any church, mosque or, or what, synagogue or what, hold your peace. Be silent. Observe silence. If any man among you seem to be religious and violates not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, just reading what's there, this man's religion is vain. He said, any man, any man, what if it's a Muslim man? He says, this man's religion is vain. What if it's a Christian man? This man's religion is vain. A Jewish man, Jewish this man's religion is vain. Any man, vain, strong, strong language, but clear, understandable language, easy to understand words, easy to understand, just as the words of part one in the law of silence, hold your peace, clear, easy to understand, be silent, real easy to understand. And it tells God in part two, the Lord God, uh, do, do not hold your peace. Uh, you know? tells him in so many words, speak. It tells him in easy to understand terms. Keep not silence. Don't observe silence. That's what it says to the Lord God, who is found to be the man, Tommy L. Hart. So the language of the law is clear. Understand what's going on here. There is a condemning of religion. Any man's religion, any man, among you, it says, who seems to be religious and violates not his tongue, this, this, in short, this man's religion is vain. And I told you what vain means. Let me, let me say them again. Vain means here worthless, useless, unimportant without real significance, value, or importance, baseless. The archaic definition is senseless or foolish. Therefore, Lord all caps admonishes the people to forsake the foolish. Did you get all this together? Forsake the foolish and live and go in the way of understanding. What is the way of understanding? The way of understanding, according to the Bible, is the way that is set forth by the Lord God 
who is found to be the man, Tommy L. Hart. And I read that uh, from the beginning. Uh, I read three or four statements of stuff or so uh, from the beginning, and I don't need to go back and re- read them again. You have Lawmaster Archives that you can also you can always resort to. Okay? Yes, you have it. You have that. Okay. Okay. So, easy to understand words. You can't say about the law. You can't say that it's unclear who Lord Allcaps in the law is speaking to. Because he says, I speak to you Gentiles, alias white people, and what I say to you, I say to all. Watch. Are you seeing these things that's, that are coming up? You see, you, you, are you seeing the condemnation of religion, period? Any man, any man, strong term, any man, this man's religion, which one? Pick one, okay? If he seems to be religious and violates not his mouth, this man's religion is vain, a condemnation. Okay. So we know what the church is. We know what uh, Lord Allcaps expects with uh, part one uh, of the law of silence. And we're moving right on. Okay, the alternative law, and I've already told you that part one of the law of silence is the remedy for the wickedness uh, going on in religion. It's a remedy for the uh, wickedness, a remedy against the things that go on in religion. So here, you know, it's clear Lord all caps is speaking with respect to religion. Uh, he's speaking in respect to uh, the churches. And what's, what goes on in those things? And it is clear that Lord all caps is not pleased what is go- with what is going on in religion and, and in the churches. It's clear. He says again, I hate every false way. Well, what is the right way then? Or what is the true way? Well, Lord all caps set forth as well. So part one of the law of silence is a restrainer. Uh, uh, part one is two the Gentiles, and the other people as well, okay? Now, let's read this right here. I was checking to see if it was in my notes, but let's read this right here. Psalm 119, verse 104. That's where Lord Allcap says, quote, I hate Every false way. Uh, he says, 
uh, and this is getting back to the wherefore of the law and all, which I've given you. But let me just read it again quickly. Part one of the law of silence, purpose, uh, Titus 1, verses 10 through 11. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers. What goes on in religion? Uh, whose mouths must be stopped. It's bad. Teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. Somebody may say, well, at my place of worship, they don't pay the speaker. It makes no difference. The religion is still vain. Okay. Uh, okay. For teaching things which they ought not. That's one thing. Okay. Are they pre- are they teaching things with which they ought not? If they are speaking religiously, then they are. Then they are. Romans three nineteen. Now we know that what things soever the law says to what things soever the law says, it says to them who are under the law. Watch this. This law of silence brings everybody uh, under the law of silence. Now what do I mean when I say everybody? Let me give the example again. As in the United States of America, okay, uh, the Gentiles in the United States of, of America are under this law and are to abide by this law or the alternative, and the same for uh, the other non-Gentile people, okay? They are to abide by this law. Whichever way they are to abide by this law, part one of the law of silence or the alternative law. And I've got to get to that. I, I want to get that in. Now, so let's, let's read on. So the purpose of the law uh, is, is against wickedness going on in the religious institutions and places. Uh, uh, who uh, There are people, vain talkers, unruly, unruly, vain talkers and deceivers whose mouths must be stopped teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake, Romans 3.19. Now, we know that what things whatever the law says, it says to them who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped. Now I understand why it says that every that every mouth may be stopped. At first, I was thinking, oh, it's talking to the Christians. No, it's talking to the Christians and non-Christians as well. It's talking to the believers and non-believers as well. It's talking to the Christians. It's talking to the Muslims. It's talking to whoever is in that nation. It brings them all under the law. I see clearly now why it says uh, that every mouth uh, may be stopped. The Muslim mouth, the Jewish mouth, the Christian mouth, every mouth. Okay? That's what it says. Every mouth may be stopped. Stopped from what? From lying, deceiving, behaving uh, uh, very badly. Okay? That's one. That's, well, that's another one. Uh, Teaching things whose mouths must be stopped, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake, uh, that every mouth may be stopped. And here's this one right here, Psalm 34, verse 13. What it says is this right here. 
Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking thou. I put the word to, T-O, T-O, I put it in parenthesis at the beginning of that statement. Two, the law part, the, the, the law of silence part one is given to keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking thou. Now, the Lord God has authority to do that, okay? Because uh, I'm trying to think of a word here. Uh, well, I can't put it up right now. But anyway, these are reasons for the law, the purpose of the law. To stop mouths, to stop the mouths from lying and deceiving and all like that. Basically, that's it. Part one of the law of silence calls for the extirpation of religion in the nations of the Gentiles. Exactly what it does. It does it. Okay, now, so there is a limit. The statement says this. I'm reviewing as I go. There is a remedy. Second uh, Chronicles 36, verse 16 says there was no remedy, but a, but a remedy has been found, and that remedy uh, to the wickedness going on in religion and in the churches uh, uh, Part one of the uh, law of silence serves as a remedy against that wickedness and evil going on in the religious places and institutions and all. Okay? So there is a remedy. Put in your notes that Second Chronicles verse 30, chapter 36, verse 16, which says there was no remedy. Uh, make a note that uh, this is a false witness, and the statement is not true because a remedy has been found. Mr. Hart has found a remedy, and that remedy is a restrainer, and that remedy is uh, in the first part of the law of silence, which is not only to the Gentiles, but is to all in, in uh, specific uh, geographical areas, as in the Nations of the Gentiles, for example, United States. Okay. Now, that which I wanted to get into, the law of silence. Here we go. The law of silence. Oh, I'm sorry. The alternative, which, what is that alternative? The alternative to uh, part one of the law of silence is the law of righteousness. I call it the, the alternative. But it's a law. It is a law, just like part one of uh, and parts two of uh, the law of silence. The law of righteousness. The law of righteousness is a mandate. It's a mandate calling for righteousness. Uh, it's an, it's an, it's, it is an alternative. Zechariah chapter 1 verse 4. Thus saith Lord all caps. Uh, turn ye now from your evil ways and from your evil doings. Listen, law of righteousness. Isaiah 1, verse 16, put away the evil of your doings. Cease to do evil. He's talking to the same people. 
He's talking to the same people. He's talking to the Gentiles and all others uh, that are there, you know, say, for instance, in the United States or in the nations of the Gentiles. What I say to you, Gentiles, okay, I speak to you, Gentiles, and what I say to you, I say to all, okay? Through the evil of your doings, cease to do evil, Ezekiel 33, verse 11, say to them, Lord, all caps says, as I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his wicked, from his wicked way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways. Psalm 34, 14, depart from evil and do good. Let me say that again. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Psalm 37, verse hmm, 9 or 7. I don't even know what I put here. It looks like a 9 and then it looks like a 7. But you can look it up. For evildoers shall be cut off. Okay? For evildoers shall be cut off. It's in Psalm chapter chapter 37. All right? Evildoers shall be cut off. Uh, Proverbs 3, verse 7. Do not be wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, all caps, and depart from evil. 11.22. Have faith in God. We now know who this God is, according to the AVB slash KJV, that he is the man uh, Tommy L. Hart, who is found to be the AVB's Lord God, who 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 was predicted or is predict was predicted to come in Isaiah chapter forty verse ten, and now has come, and is speaking to you at this present time. Have faith in God. Uh, Psalm ninety one verse four. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Very important statements here, all of them. Uh, Revelation 19.10, worship God. Psalm 45, verse 11, he is thy Lord, and worship thou him. These statements here are talking about the man, Tommy L. Hart, who is found to be the AVB's Lord God. Have faith in God. Uh, worship God, he is thy Lord, saying this to the people. Uh, these things are being said to the people in the law of righteousness. He is thy Lord, and worship thou him. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Uh, whatso- uh, John chapter 2, verse 5, whatsoever he says to thee, do it. Genesis 31, verse 16, Whatsoever God has said to thee, do. Acts 3, verse 19, repent ye therefore and be converted. Proverbs 9, verse 6, forsake the foolish and live and go in the way of understanding. Zechariah 8, 19, therefore, love the truth and peace. 
and said before, Psalm 91, verse 4, his truth, the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart's truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Second Peter 1, verse 12, be established in the present truth. The present truth is that truth that is, being, that is now being uh, uh, talked on and about. The present truth. The truth that comes from the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart, who is found to be the AVB's Lord God. Be established in the present truth. In these things that you should be, uh, that, that I'm bringing forth and exposing and bringing forth to you. James 1.26, we read this again. If any man among you seemeth to be religious and violeth not his tongue, this man's religion is vain, worthless, useless, not important, uh, insignificant, so forth, foolish, so forth. Okay? Acts now. That's the law of righteousness, okay? That's the law of righteousness. That's the law of righteousness. Okay. Now, uh, let me read these others that I have here. But that what I just read, those things uh, constitute the law of righteousness. Of course, there are, there are other statements that, that can be added. But they say basically the same thing. They say the same thing. You know, maybe just in other words or, or, or whatever. But this is enough. If you understand these things right here, uh, they're calling for uh, a turning from evil, depart from, from evil, departure from evil. Uh, they're talking about doing good. Uh, it's already been uh, decided that the law is good. Obey the law. Uh, do the law. Uh, and uh, this gives a choice. The people have a choice. They can either uh, observe the law of silence or they can turn to the Lord God, Tommy O'Hart, and uh, obey this law of righteousness, which I call the alternative to part one of the law of silence. Now, these things should be pretty clear now, Okay. And strong statements, direct. This is a mandate. Uh, the Second Peter chapter one verse twelve statement: Be established, love the truth and peace. All of this is a mandate. Okay, the scriptures I just gave you, uh, making up the uh, law of righteousness, the alternative. It's a mandate. It's a mandate. All of it. But I just want to focus on, uh, bring bring attention to this right here. Second Peter one verse twelve. Uh, Zechariah 8.19, therefore love the truth and peace. Uh, his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Psalm 91 verse 4, talking about Tommy Hart's truth, the truth that comes from the Lord God. Second uh, Peter 1 verse 12, be established in the present truth. A mandate, a mandate that you turn from the evil and wickedness of your doings and turn and do these things and turn to the Lord God, Tommy Hart. Okay, that's what it says. This is what the Bible says. Okay, these are not okay. What they've said uh, that that is determined shall be done. It is determined that the people should depart from evil and uh, what uh, have faith in God, who we know according to the Bible is the Lord God, who is found to be the man Tommy L. Hart. That's not my decision. That's the Bible's decision, which I'm bringing forth to you. 
I, I think the wise understand that. The wise know that. I mean, it's not hard to understand. Anybody can understand it, whether you be wise or not. Anybody can understand these things that I'm bringing forth. Okay. Because I think I, I give clarity. I think I speak clearly, understandably, and uh, okay. But these statements here, Acts 15 verse 3, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles. Remember, the Gentiles have already said and admitted that uh, quote we shall all be changed. End quote, and then quote we shall be changed. End quote. A change is expected. They are expecting the change. The change is not catching the Gentiles by surprise. Okay, now it may be catching other people by surprise, but it's not catching the Gentiles by surprise. Okay, uh, we shall all be changed, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles. We shall all be changed. We shall be changed. James 3, verse 8, but the tongue can no man tame. Now, you know, no man is also a moniker for the Lord God, Tommy O'Hart. No man is a nickname for the Lord God, Tommy O'Hart. But the tongue no man can tame. It is an unruly evil. Haven't we heard that before? Unruly men, unruly uh, deceivers, vain talkers. Yes, we've heard that, that word before, unruly. Yeah. It's not a compliment to the preachers and, and the religious people and all. It's not a compliment. Unruly. The law of silence part one brings those people under control, okay, and under, under the law. Under control and under the law. It is an un, talking about the tongue, no man can tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Think about uh, the description given by Lord All Caps uh, about what, what goes on in religion and in the churches. And un, uh, the tongue, an unruly evil uh, full of deadly poison. This statement is right there, speaking about the tongue and unruly men. Uh, uh, well, speaking about unruly men, deceivers, vain talkers. Uh, Titus 1, verse 10 through 11 verses. Uh, there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers. Listen, unruly, vain talkers and deceivers whose mouths must be stopped. We know who that's talking about. The religious people. Uh, the cleric, uh, uh, the religious leaders, you know, but it's not just them too. You have people singing in the choir, telling lies in songs, through songs. Uh, you have a lot of go a lot going on, a lot of wickedness going on in the churches. Somebody said deceiving and being deceived. <laughs> okay, but anyway. So I got the law of righteousness in, the law of righteousness. You know, part one of the law, the restrainer uh, stops, brings the wickedness to a stop, the lying, the deceiving, and all like that, teaching things which they ought not uh, do, which they ought not teach, okay? It brings all that to a halt, to a stop, okay? The law of righteousness uh, 
is here. That's the end. That's the end. That's what is uh, expected. That's not the word I want, but that's the word I can I can think of. Uh, that's the intent. The intent. Righteousness. Everlasting righteousness is the intent of the law. Here. Um, statement in Daniel says to bring in everlasting righteousness. Stop the wickedness and bring in everlasting righteousness. Put a stop, put an end uh, to the wickedness and the evil going on in religion and in the churches and bring in everlasting righteousness. Whereby? In the nations of the Gentiles and what people are affected. The Gentiles and all the others in the nations of the Gentiles. It is two. These things are two. The Gentiles and all others in the nations of the Gentiles. Okay. Now, you can't do both of them. You can't obey the law of righteousness and obey part one of the law of uh, silence. You can't do both of them. You can only do one of them. You can only do one of them. I think things are pretty clear. Things are pretty clear what I've put out thus far in this episode. And uh, I think that's good. Okay. We know what the law of we know the two parts of the law of silence. We know what the that there is a remedy. We know what that remedy is. That remedy is part one of the law of silence. We know that there's an alternative, and that alternative is the law of righteousness. That is the way, walked in that way, the law of righteousness. And if not, then walk in the way of the law of silence. Be quiet. Part one of the law of silence is a restrainer. Part one of the law of silence is also the remedy against evil and wickedness going on in religion and in the, in the churches. Choose the law of righteousness. Choose that. Choose the alternative, which is the law of righteousness, and walk in it. Walk in it. Know it and walk in it. Join me next time.